0: This episode of the podcast is presented by Knowing Hospitality, a full service hotel management and consulting company that works directly with hotel owners and managers to help stabilize their properties and take on projects that are critical to their operation. Knowing Hospitality can be the extra set of hands that you need to make sure your hotel is best positioned for today's environment. Visit knowinghospitality.com to learn more. Now let's get to the podcast.
1: I don't think COVID can stop us from from setting goals and achieving them. Welcome to the Proven Principles podcast, the show that deconstructs the inner workings of the hospitality industry, breaking down the tools, tips, and tricks that the world's best run hotels use every day. Here's your host, Adam Knight.
0: My guest today is Nicole Warner. She's the general manager of the recently opened Hotel Millwright in the Amana Colonies of Iowa. Opening a hotel during a pandemic may seem strange, but Nicole shares insights into their opening process and how the principles of proper training, engaging service, a great product, and thoughtful touches have not just kept them busy, but driven business from all over the country, even while many hotels and markets struggle with the downturn. It was great to have Nicole on the show to share what it's like running a hotel during these crazy times. So let's get to it. This is episode 28 of the Proven Principles podcast, Nicole Warner on opening a hotel during uncertain times. Enjoy. Okay, Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to have you. Thanks for being here. Um, So GM of a hotel that is just opened. And for those that might be listening two years from now, (laughs) we're, we're like... seven or eight months into the pandemic. So this is a pretty interesting time to be opening a hotel. So it's it's one of the great reasons uh, to have you on the show. But before we dive too far into that, uh, why don't you give everybody your origin story? How did you end up where you are today?
1: Well, um, back in 1998, I moved to Breckenridge, Colorado, and I needed to get a job. And I ended up working for a timeshare company. Um, I did that many years. So I worked in a lot of different areas um, of hospitality. I had never actually worked on property, however, in operations, um, but ended up getting involved in the trade, the Timeshare Trade Association, ARDA. Um, met some people and got recruited to run a resort in Napa, California, which was a great opportunity. Couldn't pass it up. Um, From there, recruited to do regional management of hotels in the Pacific Northwest, Um, and then I'm an Iowa native, so I moved home about a year and a half ago, did some regional director of operations for a company, and then during the pandemic, was recruited to come run this project in Amana Colonies, Iowa.
0: Wow. And so all the way up, operations uh, all the way. had your (laughs) hands in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have to ask the obvious question, uh, why open a hotel now?
1: Well, the pretty unique situation in the Amana colonies They're um, they've continued to have events throughout this time and they've always had events. They have a lot of event venues in the colonies, but they've never had a hotel. And so this has been in the works for years. Um, we're in the original Amana Woolen Mill Complex. Um, some of the buildings became underutilized over time, although the woolen mill still operates, um, actually on the first floor of our event center. Um, but with all the activities that go on in the colonies, and a lot of it's you know outdoors and socially distant, so there was, wasn't a need to cancel everything. Um, people still need a place to stay. Mm-hmm. And so we opened now. And so far, so good.
0: Like, why not now? Like, why not?
1: Why not? I mean, we were ready for it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So you're uh, how far you at this point uh, since opening? About a, a week?
1: We opened was- actually on September 25th.
0: You so did? We, okay.
1: We, it was kind of a quiet, soft opening. We opened for, um, there were three different weddings in the area going on. And so we accommodated guests for, <laughs> for those three different weddings. Um, but yeah, since then, it's just been full speed ahead.
0: That's unbelievable. I mean, so many hotels are struggling right now to get, you know, 25, 30, 40%. Uh, it's a great place to be right out of the gate, too. With you know, yeah. I, I assume that behind the scenes, there was a, a massive marketing push uh, program well, put in place. Can you talk about that?
1: Sure. We, um, we actually hired a, a PR firm um, out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And we didn't do much before opening. Um, We had our grand opening actually last week, a week ago today. Um, And at that point we did a media day, we invited local politicians, and then we really launched our online campaign. So um, a lot of digital ads. Um, Today they're actually here filming um, some video production that we'll be putting out, but a lot of word of mouth. is what really got us off the ground. So people have been watching this project go on for some years and there's been a lot of talk about it. Um, so people knew that we would be opening and kind of snatched up all the available dates for events. Mm-hmm. Um, and really we just get a lot of foot traffic. People are very curious about, about what we did here with the building and um, so a lot of organic out of mm-hmm. the gates. But I would imagine with the push to the media We'll see a lot more.
0: See a lot more. Yeah. Who has been the majority of the guests that have been coming in for the last few weeks now? Mostly locals. Drive market. How's that looked?
1: You know, it's funny. I I thought that that was the way it was going to be. I thought it would be a lot of local curiosity. Um, but in fact, just reading through um, a lot of our online reviews, it's people from all over the country. Hmm. So Amana, I know. Um, so Amana puts on an Oktoberfest every September, and they canceled the bigger event portion of it. However, we did, you know, something just for the guests of our hotels. And so we we were able to maintain that occupancy that had booked in advance. Um, and a lot of the reviews that came in were from people from all over. Uh, and then we've had weddings every weekend and there's been people from everywhere coming in. So huh. it's, it's interesting.
0: That's, that is interesting, yeah. Have you... How have you guys been dealing with the regulatory environment around social distancing and events?
1: Well, you know, what we've done, I mean, obviously, hotel operations wise, we are, you know, everybody's masks, we have hand sanitizing stations everywhere, touch points are being wiped down constantly. We don't enter guest rooms during their stay to do daily service at this point. Um, In terms of events, we, you know, if we're setting up for a corporate event, there's, instead of having multiple people at, you know, the six foot table, it's a person by Mm themselves and our spaces are large enough that we can do that. Um, With the weddings, instead of putting eight people around a 60 inch round, we do four Um, or in family units as directed by, you know, the bridal parties. So, um, we ask that people wear masks. It's not mandatory in the county that we're in. So it depends on the event, what we see from guests. But in terms of staff, um, we're very conscientious.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're the first general manager I've had on the show since really? the pandemic has kicked off. And I'm really curious to know from your perspective, uh, it's lonely at the top, a lot of the time. And in crisis moments, it's, it could be even more amplified. So a month now since opening, give or take a few days here or there, uh, how has it been going for you?
1: Well, it's been actually really great. I mean, like I said, we've been very, very busy. Um, but I have a leadership team in place that knows what they're doing. Um, and they've, we were able to train our staff up in advance to know what they're doing. And it's actually, I don't feel any anxiety about what we're doing here. We um, we have our act together and it really is because of the people that we've hired. So it was pretty, it was a great opportunity to actually hire hospitality professionals because of the pandemic. Um, A lot of people were, you know, they lost their jobs uh, back in March and April, and I had been a regional director of hotels in the region, and so I had the opportunity to know a lot of the top talent. Um, and because things changed when and how they did, I, I did some recruiting and yeah. kind of got you know to pick the best of the best. And it's it's perfect because it fits in with like our you know our boutique to have all of these highly trained professionals and people were willing to, you know, even step back in their career and kind of take on, you know, a role that maybe was something they were doing a few years prior, but the opportunity here is amazing. So great team. I, I have no complaints. I you sleep know, well at night.
0: That's so good. I mean, it, it's the people you surround yourself with, right? I mean, that it's, principle doesn't change. It's more true. important today.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Um, Opening a hotel for those that are listening that haven't done it before, can you walk through? It's a big question, so okay. <laughs> but walk through uh, a little bit about you know what what goes into it from say you know ninety days out, sixty days, thirty days, and then you get the the weekly and the daily countdown to the day that the doors open. Sure. What's so that process like for you?
1: Yeah, I can talk about that. So at ninety days out. Um, I was a one man show, right? I was working with our management company um, and our general contractors to make sure we were ordering all of the supplies we needed to be prepared for opening sourcing vendors um, for services that we were going to need, getting the initial recruiting going for leadership teams. Um, that was at 90. Jump down to 60. We've got now a sales director. Sales staff, I've got my rooms uh division director. Um should have had a director of food and beverage, didn't at that point. Um so I was learning a lot about how to put a that kind of a team together. Um so that that's when we started recruiting for frontline staff. Um 30 days out we started training mm-hmm. and we brought everybody in and together. Um we used our event space so we could stay socially distant. Um, We invited in a professional hospitality trainer, um, which was amazing. My management company, um, IDM Hospitality, actually arranged that. And it was incredibly beneficial to get everybody on the team in one room and have them learn, you know, that basic hospitality 101. How do we treat our people? How do we deal with, you know, challenges with guests, with operations? Um, So that was amazing, you know. Two weeks out, then, you know, my directors were working with their frontline staff one-on-one. We were setting the rooms up as a team, setting the kitchen up. You know, the kitchen is trying all their recipes. So it's so much more than I could ever describe with words because, you know, as a GM, you're watching all of these different things happen. And like I said, I have a great leadership team, so I didn't have to necessarily get into the depths of everything with everyone, Um, but it's really amazing to watch it all come together because one day you're walking through the hotel and there's no, it's just empty. There's nothing in rooms. There's no decor. And then all of a sudden everybody pulls together and these things just happen. So Mm -hmm. exciting.
0: It's amazing how, how you're so right, how it does come together. It's, it, it, it always amazed me opening up how you can, you know, when the day on the calendar is, and you're like three days out you're like, oh my God, I don't know how we're going to do this. There's still so many things to do. And then the day comes and like everything comes together. It's it really it's does. pretty gratifying. It is. it is. It is. So when you were training, I'm curious to know about this, the training process for opening during this time, did you guys focus on anything other than, maybe ask it a different way. Did you do anything differently in training this time around? that maybe wouldn't apply in non-pandemic times?
1: I mean, we there was a special section on, you know, uh, operating in a time of a pandemic. Um, I was fortunate that we had some corporate support with that training because they, you know, had been doing that operationally um, while we were, you know, prior to us opening. So we hadn't been dealing with guests during the pandemic as a team. So they came in and they set the stage for everybody about you know how this is going to look and how we're going to you know it's you're not going to be able to get close to guests anymore you're not going to walk around you know the counter to hand them their keys your you know your tables are going to be spread out in the restaurant um but i have to be honest that this pandemic has been going on for so long now that the new normal it doesn't even seem new anymore it just mm-hmm. seems normal and as unfortunate as that sounds, it is what it is, you know, and people still want to live life and move forward, including my team here, you know, they want to, they want to be a part of hospitality and do it the way that it has to be done so that we can keep, you know, providing experiences for people. So it was different and it is different, but it is, you know, now what, what, what the world is.
0: Yeah, it's so true. The, uh, one of the discussions that keeps coming up is that a clean hotel and some of the non-touch or non-engagement of service delivery these days. It may have been a marketing position early days, but because it's, first of all, because everybody's doing it, it's become an expectation, but also it's kind of a tired message at this point. You just you have to be doing it and you can't really sit back on that as we're special because we do this. So I'm curious to know now, like as you've opened and trained the team on a lot of the different measures that have to be put in place, is it, and you alluded to it in your answer, but I'm thank you to expand on it. Is that a, it's just how you do things now. It's not a special operational practice that will go away someday. And we hope that it will, but you don't, you just layer it in.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't feel special anymore. I mean, you know, it's, I think the hardest part of it is that, you know, you don't normally get to see anybody's face anymore, but I think a lot of us are really expressive and engaging. And so we've kind of lost that, but you know, you learn to show more with your eyes and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, but yeah, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel special or different anymore. It's just the way things are. And I don't know if that, I mean, of course we hope that goes away. I don't know if it will. I don't know when that comfort level will come back. I don't
0: know when that shakes Nobody, nobody does at this point. I mean, if you yeah. could, whoever can see around the corner on this, uh, you yeah. know, I don't know who that person is, but yeah, we can. I guess we can hope. Yeah. Uh, so through this opening, uh, if you could talk to your peers. Yeah, who may be looking at doing an opening right now. Um, What did you learn through the process? What worked? What didn't work? Well,
1: uh, you mean just in general.
0: Yeah, through the opening, you know, the pandemic throws a whole other spin on it. Um, You know, there's a a lot of hotels in the country right now that, um, like you said earlier, are really struggling to get business. You guys have had the benefit of being busy pretty much right out of the gate. you know, what, what could you glean that you could then provide some guidance to others in the industry that are going through something similar right now?
1: Sure. I mean, I think opening right now, it's different and and people are cautious, but people I think have learned. And I was talking to somebody about this earlier today, what's important to them through all of this. And that's you know, people miss family and people miss experiences. And and so people are going to come back out at some point. Um, So I I think we talked a little bit about the importance of cleanliness right now and and things like that. So just in your mind, knowing that things are going to look different, but to remain positive, because even as they're different you're still going to be welcoming guests into a hotel and whether or not that's at 10% occupancy or 80%, you know, people are still going to come to you. Um, and so being prepared to give that best first impression um, on all fronts, I think is really important right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. yeah.
0: Did have guests been different?
1: No, hmm. I mean, I don't, I, we haven't had we haven't encountered um i mean they're different because i can't see half of their face but i mean, <laughs> <laughs> like that's the hardest part for me i think is is really you know that's the hardest part of a mask is that you don't you don't even know what people look like right now which you know um facial recognition is a thing oh, yeah. uh, but i you know we haven't had people are happy. They're happy to be here. They're, they're happy to be taken care of. Um, They're happy to have good food and nice cocktails and, you know, see a couple get married or, Mm -hmm. you know, we have a corporate event going on right now. It's a small one, but I mean, they're, they're, they're pleased to be together and we've kept them safe and, you know, distanced, but I mean, people are ready to live.
0: To get back to life. Yeah. Yeah. Has has the programming, the guest programming on property changed at all? In spite of all of this, have you done anything differently? Have you introduced anything new, um, in light of the pandemic, or is it are, are you adhering to social distancing and PPE requirements? Uh, but you know, it's still the same services that would be offered in a property in normal times.
1: Yeah, I mean, we uh, I. We actually offer a lot to our guests. I mean, we are a hotel, but we're a leisure destination. So we have activities on site pretty frequently. I mean, it hasn't, I can't say it's, it's changed for me because I was, um, most recently working, you know, more with the business traveler type of group. Um, but we're providing, you know, a more resort like experience at this point, And we want people to feel engaged. And so we, we offer activity. And like I said, the Amana colonies has something going on every single weekend and they want every local business to be a part of it. So hmm. um, fully embrace that. And they you know, have a lot of foot traffic.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that's been the one thing that's for me anyway, that's been amplified through this, this time, the last six, seven months is hotels typically don't put a lot of time and attention unless you're in a resort location like yours where you have to rely on the local business. But most of the time, hotels don't pay any attention to the people that live around their buildings because they don't have to. Now, it's a completely different shift. You need the people that can walk into your building or drive to your building to survive. Um, and, you know, that it's it's good to hear that in a location like yours that relies sounds like previously, but continues to push the destination, the local destination and people engaging in their backyard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. very much have that going on here.
0: Um, has, has COVID in this experience changed you as a leader?
1: Um, aside from not being able to, you know, like give a high five, um, <laughs> Not too much. I think, you know, personally as a leader, I, my style is, um, empowering people. Um, and that hasn't changed. Um, mm-hmm. we, we think a lot about how we can coach people to, to achieve their goals. And, you know, I don't think COVID can stop us from, from setting goals and achieving them, there was a time when I thought maybe it would just kind of go away. But like I said, you know, it's it's just commonplace now. It is what it is. And so I want to keep being the best leader I can be. I want to keep my team's morale high and, and let them know that their you know future is bright in all yeah. ways. And we've been fortunate right here because there's a ton of interest in us. And people are coming through the doors. And, they've you know, what we're doing is meaningful. Um, I suppose, you know, if if it were a different environment where we weren't getting, you know, the attention that we're getting or the, the traffic through the building, it may not feel um, like what we're doing is as valuable as it is. But right now it actually feels really special and exciting because we know people are stir crazy at home and, and it's nice to be able to provide them with something that is safe that is enjoyable that is new and different and that's really special i mean we are spe- it's a special place so yeah
0: business cures all ills or <laughs> revenue kills all ills and that's that's <laughs> the benefit of having yeah having people coming in i mean that's what it sounds like to me is that people are busy guests have things to do employees have things to do and you know I, I always used to be amazed at how how a busy hotel runs a lot smoother than a slow hotel. There's no it's like it sounds weird to say, but like you don't have time to have mistakes. You don't have time to make mistakes. so and it, the 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 wheels are just greased to keep moving forward. It's
1: very true. It's very hard yeah. all you know this past month very
0: busy how How have you, at the resort, how have you engaged, let me ask it a different way, finding business is the, is the big struggle in the industry right now. Um, have you guys done anything to, to market to people around you to try to get, so you've got, so you've already established that there's a captive audience locally that has a lot of interest in what's going on there, but you've got some people coming in nationally. Um, have you done anything differently that other hotels may be able to, to to emulate that may get some people to go to their destination? Or is it, is it the amount of properties are just so, there's so much going on there that that is the main driver?
1: I haven't done a lot differently yet. Um, my My director of sales and marketing, Uh, has been in the area for a really long time. So she has a lot of contacts. Um, I guess, you know, one thing we did um, for our media day is that we invited a local, um, they're called Unique Events and they set spaces for events. And so we partnered with them and had them kind of do up all of our event spaces, all of our common areas, make it really beautiful. And so for media day, you know, everybody could get a visual of what um, some of the different opportunities are uh, for things going on, and I think that was helpful because we were featured, you know, in on the local TV stations. We were in the newspapers, um, pretty decent presence on social media. I, you know, and I think our efforts are really starting now to get the word out. We didn't do a lot pre-opening, mm-hmm. um, but we're getting creative, and uh, I anticipate we'll you know, continue, um, the trend that we've started
0: Mm -hmm. little, little AB testing trial and error, you know, see what works, see what doesn't work.
1: Yeah.
0: Change direction quickly, you know, just, just see what works. So I can do these days. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, before we wrap the show, is there anything that you want people in the industry to know right now? You've got to have a, an open platform to talk to, uh, your peers, what would you want them to know right now?
1: Unrelated probably to exactly what I'm doing right now, but um, for my peers who are in positions of leadership, who may be getting ready to open back up, um, there is so much talent out there that's available right now and people looking for opportunities um, and people who are probably willing to step outside of their you know, normal box of what they have been doing. Um, I just think this is the best time um, to build a team because the talent is out there and and they're ready to get back to work.
0: That's a great place to end the show. Perfect. Nicole, thank you so much for being on. If people want to learn more about you or get in touch with you, you where can they go?
1: Um, They can contact me on LinkedIn, Nicole Warner. Um, I am... My email is really easy. It's gm at com. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were only that easy across the board. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, no, I'm pretty easy to get in touch with.
0: Perfect. We'll link to everything in the show notes if people want to find it. So that's great. Well, Nicole, listen, I, I know you got a busy hotel to get back to. So thanks for being on the show again today. I'll let you get back to your uh, day-to-day.
1: Thank you, Adam. Right. Thanks.
0: This was our episode with Nicole Warner, general manager of Hotel Millwright. You can learn more about her on LinkedIn and be sure to check out the hotel at hotelmillwright.com. I'll link to both in the show notes. As for the episode, you can find it on YouTube, just search The Proven Principles Podcast. You can also learn more about the show, get past episodes and show notes at theprovenprinciplespodcast.com. Finally, do you need to revamp your business strategy or do you need help with a project or someone to work with on a tough problem in your hotel or restaurant? If I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out. You can book a free call with me by going to knowinghospitality.com slash contact. Thanks again for listening. Until next time.
1: For past episodes, show notes, or if you've got a story that might make a great episode, head on over to the com. We'd love to hear from you. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, even on YouTube. And if you haven't already, don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. Thanks for listening to the Proven Principles podcast.